right. Welcome to Bothering the Band. We're here with Tyler Williams of the amazing band, The Head and the Heart. How's it going? Hey, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. uh, This is a big deal because we love your band. And uh, just a little background. I remember exactly where I was when I first heard, I believe it was Honey Come Home. Yeah. And I was working at a little tea shop, tea and scone shop in New York City. And the baker was like, you got to listen to this band. And we put it on before we opened. And that was amazing. And all the rest is history. Thank you for being here, man. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. We're also celebrating an anniversary, right? It's 10 years since the first album came out. Yeah, this uh, this month, now that it's April, uh, it's pretty wild to think about. Um, you know, we had released the first record on our own uh, in June of 2010. So, you know, the, the date is a little flexible, but uh, the, the one that's happening this month, the 10-year anniversary, is the anniversary of our sub-pop debut, uh, where we added Rivers and Roads to the first record. And we also kind of re-recorded Sounds Like Hallelujah in the same studio that we did the rest of the of that first record in. Oh, that's great, man. That's super cool. Love uh, love all those. I know my producer is geeking out right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, here we go. I'm ready if you're ready. Thanks for letting us bother you. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not bothered at all, but. <laughs> where are you right now? Are you in Seattle? I actually live in Nashville. So the whole band oh, is kind of yeah. spread out. You know, um, I'm actually the only member off the West Coast, but uh, we have people in San Francisco, L.A., Seattle. And then um, Chris, our bass player, has like a little he's got like a sort of ranch out in eastern Washington. So, yeah, it's it's difficult to get together this year, but we're making do over remote Zooms just like this, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, you're from Virginia, though, right? Yeah, John and I grew up together. Uh, we went to high school together in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia. We were in a band in Richmond for a while after that. And then he moved to Seattle and sent me some songs. And the rest is kind of history for us. But yeah, Virginia is where we uh, where we uh, grew up, you know? Oh, that's wild. Okay, let's get to it. Uh, first question. How long do you think you could stay absolutely still? Oh, it's kind of tough. I, I feel like I, I've, I've got a little ADHD and a little like, you know, nervous anxiety energy. So I feel like I did this when I was a kid on like a dare for my brother and I lasted three minutes. So um, now I'm going to I'm going to double that. I'm going to go six minutes. Six minutes. You think you could stay absolutely still? Uh, this is the question. Does blinking count? I would say that blinking and breathing have to count because they're kind of like subconscious bodily functions that you don't really have control over sometimes, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say that they, uh, they don't count. Okay. So blinking, breathing, staying still for six minutes is a long time. man. I don't think I could do that. Yeah. It it takes a lot of Zen, you know, a lot of uh, just going inside yourself and and letting go of the outside world. You know, I I have no idea what I'm talking about because I've never (laughs) done it, but uh, I would imagine (laughs) <laughs> I was going to ask you if you meditate or do yoga, because that would be the, the stepping stone to doing it. Yeah, actually, I think that the reason I can't really do it that well is because I can't stay still that long. So, yeah, I answered your question in my sleep. Yeah. Um, OK, cool. Uh, next question. Do you have a favorite T-shirt? I do, actually. Um, whenever we kind of do new merch designs, I like 
I get the samples and I love to try on different shirts so that we can make sure that they're cozy and comfy for the people who are going to be wearing them out there. And I kind of fell in love with this one shirt uh, called Comfort Colors. And I literally think now I own like, you know, 20 different colors of this one t-shirt just because it's so comfortable. So um, they're, we've been using them for like our newest merch lines. And, and I think that we, we hit the nail on the head, really. It's, it's a jackpot for comfort with comfort colors. I had to write that down. <laughs> this isn't an advertisement either. So <laughs> <laughs> This episode brought to you by Comfort Colors, the best t-shirts for the rock biz. It, it really uh, is. That's what we're going to make. a. We're going to do a timestamp here. We're going to make a note to any bothering the band shirts. We're going to be made you on comfort colors. You definitely need to. I mean. <laughs> i'm not sponsored by them i just love their freaking t-shirts they're so good so well that's the reason I, i'm a t-shirt just that's all i have a thousand t-shirts spread all over the east coast yeah um, what t-shirt have you had the longest oh that's a tough question because i feel like my t my clothes kind of shift around drawers like i've got like my fresh new drawer that like you know i go into first when i'm looking for something and then they kind of, as they fall out of favor, make their way down and then over to the top drawer on the right side. And then they become like bedtime t-shirts. So I kind of have this like gray t-shirt that now is my, in my pajama drawer and it's, it, it's totally faded. It's ripped up, but I can't get rid of it because it's still so comfortable. And now to sleep in it, it's like the best thing. I think I bought it at Urban Outfitters like 10 years ago on the road somewhere in Idaho, probably. So yeah, that would be Idaho it. has the best urban outfitters. Uh, <laughs> it is known. <laughs> I, um, I'm glad I do, I'm not the only one that does that where it's like the t-shirts rotate from front to back. For sure. <laughs> and now we have uh, bedtime t-shirts. I know. I wish I was one of those people that could like Marie Kondo the shit out of my house, but like somehow I just can't get rid of these old, things you know that i just keep around um i'm sure my wife wishes i could just goodwill everything but you know i'll i'll get to that like level of steve jobs like idiosyncrasy one day but it's not gonna be anytime soon <laughs> uh, what did he wear just a black or he wore a black, like turtle. a black turtleneck yeah and like je dad jeans total dad, dad jeans. jeans they were like waist nice. new balance a new balance white kicks so one day i'll get there but you kind of got to be a billionaire before you can become that eccentric, you know? Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love t-shirts. Yeah. Um, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm a bit of both. I actually grew up with a cat and a dog. Um, and I grew up with the TV show cat dog on Nickelodeon. So <laughs> I think I, I now only have a cat just because it's a little hard being on the road and taking care of a dog. You know, they need, they need things. They need to be taken out and they need exercise and, and uh, a lot of food. And I feel like a cat just kind of needs a litter box and a place to sleep. So uh, I can provide those easily. Um, and yeah, it's good. So cat person now, dog person forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, let me ask you this while we're on the subject. Are you, are you guys planning any touring coming up or? We're planning. <laughs> That's hopefully. I feel like it's, it's just a lot of planning, you know, like yeah. we, get, we get excited and then 
things move around and you know like the the idea of getting back to full capacity kind of shifts the, t- the timeline shifts so we've done a lot of planning we've moved a lot of shows um before announcing them and you know it looks like you know maybe we can get some stuff in later this year but probably not a lot i think we're kind of using this year mostly to work on a new record and kind of uh yeah, really, we're just we're kind of focusing on writing right now. It's it's rare that we get so much time to create a record and to really focus and kind of see how many songs we can stockpile that we can pick and choose from. I feel like we're we're kind of bad about that. Like usually on on records in the past, we'll tour for two years and then like make a record, right? Yeah. So kind of what we put on the record, we usually only have like one or two songs extra beyond that that just don't fit or whatever. But it would be really nice to have like 25 or 30 songs and then whittle that down to like 12 or 13, you know? Yeah, so yeah. that's kind of the focus of this year. And then, you know, I had a kid, Charity had a baby, and we're really family centric right now, which is nice as well, because we know how it's going to get when the world opens back up. So um, I would say that maybe look for things later in the year, but really like next spring is I think when we're going to hit it hard. So. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the baby. That's great, man. Thank you. It's wild. Yes. I've been there. I have a daughter. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So, uh, she turned 17 months like three days ago. So. Oh, man. Good luck. In the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I have a six-year-old daughter. It gets way more fun. And once they yeah. start, uh, you know, having personalities and stuff, it gets way more adventurous. Yes. Yes. I can imagine. Um, I was going to say something about, oh, the, uh, with the opportunity to, um, record and kind of take advantage of the time, I feel like, and I'm sure you can identify with this is that we're going to get so much good music that has had the time to gestate and yeah. like, debate from so many bands. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Yeah. It's feeling really good. Um, it's interesting. I feel like all of our records kind of shift and, and change sound and do things based on where we are as people and what we're really into. And, um, you know, we never really set out trying to make a specific sound or anything like that. It usually just takes shape over the course of writing and recording. Um, and this one, it feels a little more intentional, which I think is good. And it feels like we're really taking the time to um, just make sure that every song is its own thing. If that makes sense. Like, um, this might be maybe like the most varied material that we've ever done. Like, which I think is kind of cool. You know, we've never made a record where there are a bunch of different sounds on it, like genres and feelings. And I think this one maybe has the most color of anything that we're, we've been working on so far. So I'm excited for that. Um, and hopefully we can get a song out or two later this year. You know, I think that's the goal. So I can't wait to tweet at you in like spring when it comes out and be like, yeah, that's awesome. yeah. yeah. do it. Tweet at me. <laughs> I <will. laughs> yeah. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Twice. Please explain. <laughs> all right. The first time I was probably like 19. I graduated high school and I was hanging out that summer with a bunch of friends and kind of like a new crew of people, you know, like the people who like maybe didn't go away immediately, you know, or like people who like have hung around the the hometown. Um, 
and they used to go to like abandoned houses at night, you know, from like the 1800s and 1700s, because that's where we grew up. It was very old and uh, kind of from like revolutionary war times. So all these houses are really creepy. They're all abandoned. And we went one night, we smoked a little pot and maybe it was the pot, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. And we all just saw this like figure running through the woods and we shined our flashlights on it. And then like everyone had their flashlights on this, this thing running through the woods and then it just disappeared and no one could figure out like, like we had our lights on it and it just disappeared. It poofed, poofed away. And so we all freaked out and ran out of there through the cow pasture back to our cars. So that was the first time. The second time might even be a little more interesting because I was with Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes and we were in Decatur, Georgia, uh, Decatur, Alabama at this old brothel, but it turned, they turned it into a bar. And so we went upstairs. They're telling us all these ghost stories. Somebody shows us a picture of like, they had dinner there that night and there was an old man in the window. Right. So we saw this and we're like, shit, we got to go investigate. So Brittany, my wife and I go upstairs and everything's okay. And then uh, they go into the women's bathroom. I follow. And as soon as I walk in, the lights start flickering. Like that's weird. That's kind of not supposed to happen. So we're like, all right, maybe we should get out of here. Um, And as we exit the bathroom and we're about to head back down the stairs, there's like an eight foot tall, like divider wall. And there's a potted plant on top and the plant just flies off, smashes on the ground. And Brittany and I just look at each other and we're like, what the fuck? And we start running down the stairs. Like who can get down the fastest without tripping? Um, My wife was unfortunately stuck upstairs for a minute (laughs) trying to figure out what was going on. And we just got down and they're like, yep, told you so. (laughs) Shit. So I definitely believe in something. You know, I've, I've had some weird experiences with that. So, oh man, I definitely believe too. I've never seen, I want to see one. I want yeah. that experience, but it's never happened. And you just gotta, you gotta open yourself <laughs> up to it. You know, you gotta put yourself yeah. in the weird places. Yeah. There you go. You just told the universe it's going to happen now. I know. Right. When I'm sleeping tonight, after <laughs> long movie. right. When you don't want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to be daytime? Why are ghost children scarier than ghost adults i think it's because there's like something about like a young death that is tragic and uh unexpected and not supposed to happen so there's usually a bad story there uh i think old people you know old ghosts you're just like man that's how that is he's old you know he's he was gonna die anyways you know so like i think i think it's just tragic when there's a young uh any young death you know so maybe that makes it more more scary or makes us feel more mortal or something you mentioned uh cat dog on nickelodeon (laughs) did you watch are you afraid of the dark yeah man what what was it nick at night or no not nick at night it was like they had the friday lineup yeah i I forget what it was called it's like I'm going to get it from the, hold on, the producer's going <laughs> to yeah, hear my earpiece. Um, <laughs> there was one episode that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and it was the boy with the, the sweater, let's see if you remember, where he just kept saying, I'm cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like the precursor to The Sixth Sense. Uh, I think M. Night Shyamalan just based the whole Sixth <laughs> Sense movie off that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, you know? It was called, it was called Snick. Snake, snake, yes, <laughs> that's right. And I remember, like, 
man, we would have snake parties, popcorn, pizza, Barks root beer, and uh, yeah, we would hang out till <laughs> nine o'clock at night, and then everyone would go home. So I want to do that now. I think you know we're allowed to. We've we've like maybe surpassed you know the age of the party, and now yeah. we're just going to like the pizza party. You know, I mean, it'd be fun with a bunch of like uh like friends that grew up like came of age in the late 90s to do that and you know like you said barks ruth beer and just comment on how cheesy it is and like, yeah dude you know. go, go full nostalgia on it i think i never yeah. think that's a bad idea um just don't let it seep into your conscience too much <laughs> that the ghost it's all coming back full circle <laughs> yes. um so this is kind of on 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 point with this did you do anything for april fool's day yesterday Nah, uh, I always like I always like to see what other people do. You know, I think I'm more of an observer of pranks than I am a, a prankster. Um, the only thing I did was I tweeted I am the April Fool because I definitely was fooled by a couple things yesterday. So I think I think I'm more the observer. I'm not a prankster. That's the that's the next thing is um, what's your favorite prank either you pulled or someone else pulled on you? Oh man, um, man, probably. My favorite prank actually happened on our tour bus um, <laughs> when it was, I think it was like 2014 and we, uh, Lucius, the band Lucius were opening for us. Mm -hmm. And I think it was our last show together. And they, while we were off on stage, they decorated our bus like a sex shop, like an adult <laughs> bookstore and stuff. And then silly stringed us as we walked on to the bus after the show. <laughs> Um, and so we're like sitting there looking at all these, uh, you know, mischievous, mischievous, scandalous goods that they've purchased and strewn around our bus. So I think that was a good one. They got us and they also took photo evidence of it, which was probably worse. But yeah, we we uh, we get pranked pretty good on that. the road. Yeah. You got to find that evidence. Also, we yeah. reached out to Lucius. And so if we ever get them on, we'll have to like figure out I'll contact you. We'll, we'll prank them. Yes, please yeah, do. Throw sex toys at them while we're interviewing them. Yeah, I, I mean, that would go over well, right? <laughs> seems like what adults do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you, this is, do you tie your shoes every time or do you leave them tied and just slip them on? Hmm. I have kind of big feet, so I can't really slip my shoes on, you know? I have to untie my shoes and then, yeah, do the whole thing every time. Yeah. It's also, I'm kind of OCD. And like, if my shoes feel like they're too loose or too tight, it bothers me all day. So I'm just going to retie them anyways, you know? So why not just do it from the beginning and get it right? You know? Do you have a That's favorite, favorite shoe? Vans. Yeah. Vans. Uh, nice. Are you rocking Vans right now? I am. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got my green van skates on. Um, big fan of those. Big fan of the high top Caballeros. Uh, yeah. you know, I used to be like a boot guy and then my feet and legs started feeling like I was 90 years old because there was no support. So now I'm totally a sneaker head vans mostly for sure. Vans, Yeah. Love the vans. Um, have you ever thrown or caught a fish at Pike place market? <laughs> uh, no. Um, I feel like that's a rite of passage. For, for tourists, yes. Uh, <laughs> we, I feel like we wanted to fit in so badly in Seattle um, when we moved there. You know, I think it's a very local place. Like, 
you know, if you're not a local, you kind of get vibed out. Uh, I think they call it the Seattle freeze. It actually has a name where like, it's kind of hard to meet people there um, and really connect unless they know you really well. So when we, when I moved there, it was really like trying to fit in, trying not to do anything that like they thought was like uncool and definitely catching a fish at Pike place market might be considered uncool. So we, we mostly just drank beer in Ballard, <laughs> made music. That was like, that was it. <laughs> Am I wrong? Isn't there a rule with venues there? Like you can't play the, a, a different venue in the same weekend or something like that? No, I haven't heard that rule, but th- there is a drinking on stage rule, or there at least was when we first moved out there where you couldn't drink on stage unless it was in like a red cup or something like that. Maybe, no, actually you couldn't even drink on stage at all. Now that I think about it, I think they changed that rule. But that's the only one that I know about. We definitely played more than one venue in a weekend. That's for sure. I don't know where I heard that from. Actually, it was a band called Katie Wire had told me that. Maybe they were just trying to get out of playing one of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I ruined their whole thing. <laughs> it's okay. They're friends. I'll send them this. And be like, you lying bastard in 2008. They were just pranking you, man. <laughs> yeah. April Fool. It's a very it, long con. It was April Fool's Day. Yeah. <laughs> it took you 12 years to figure it out but <laughs> oh, you got me. uh this is a real dumb one who would you rather make out with danny glover or mel gibson oh man uh well mel gibson is not he's he's kind of a racist right so and maybe a a, a wife beater so i'm gonna go with uh yeah you know, Danny Glover. He was all Danny Glover is a better actor too. And he's, he's, he's just the coolest part of lethal weapon. So Danny Glover for sure. And for the longest time, I thought Donald Glover was his son, but it turns out I was wrong. So I was Glover. Kristen Glover. Crispin. 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 Yeah. He, uh, back to the future. Yeah. He also has like the weirdest, uh, Letterman episodes. I don't know if you've gone deep on that. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Crispin Glover. It, I'd probably make out with Crispin Glover too. Let's go. You know, bring Dan, Danny Glover, Crispin Glover, Donald Glover, all the Glovers. All the Glovers. Why not? This is going to come back. Uh, I'll I'll show you in a second. Um, what shitty shows have you watched during uh, COVID? Hmm, shitty shows. Um, usually, I turn shitty shows off. Like. I don't know. I've kind of been trying to like catch up on the good shows, really. Um, you have a, I guess, do you have a, uh, what's it called? Like, um, like a guilty pleasure show? Yeah, there you go. Mm, maybe I did. Uh, but, you know, pandemic times, everything feels like 10 years ago or yesterday. So who knows? Um, I've just been watching The Sopranos, finishing that. Um, uh, man. Did the crown, which was great. Yeah, I heard. So good. Um, I think the OA might be the shittiest show I've seen recently. No offense to the OA. Uh, but I watched it and I kind of liked it, even though it was ridiculous and absolutely hard to believe. So that, I'm going to go with that. The OA, the shittiest show I've seen in COVID. <laughs> Um, okay. Would you rather a headache for a year or heartache for a month and a half? Uh, I feel like I have a headache all the time. So I probably don't drink enough water. So probably a headache. Yeah. Heartache sucks. Heartache's the worst, you know? Yeah. 
And that month and a half can feel like a year. Yeah. I feel like a headache is also easier to get rid of. You either take some Advil, you go for a run and you drink some water. Usually it goes away unless you have a, a bigger problem, you know? So heartache. Yeah. Heartache's harder to cure. Okay. Um, what's your favorite Lumineers song? Man, I think their second record's good. Uh, I didn't mean to sound surprised about that. I, I, um, they're buds, you know, we go way back. So I think the uh, Sleep on the Floor is my favorite Lumineers song. I like that one. It's a good tune. It is a good tune. I love that tune. Yeah. Um, when's the last time you said meaningful hallelujah? Oh. Uh, I don't know if I ever have, <laughs> really. So the brow. me and John are very different people. He, he loves, you know, the sounds like hallelujah. He's, he's yeah. you know, he uses a lot of like uh, religious metaphors for uh, normal events in life. Um, but I don't know if I've ever said hallelujah. Maybe actually, now that I think about it, I was probably quoting uh, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase when he says, holy shit, hallelujah. You know, I was probably quoting that sometime in the last year around Christmas. So love that film. <laughs> Do you believe yourself to have strong willpower? No, not at all. Okay. When's the last time you succumbed to peer pressure? Peer pressure? Um, all the time. Beside this interview. I mean, you know, if somebody's ordering like a burger or something and they're like, you want a burger? I'll probably order a burger even though I know I shouldn't. So I should probably get the salad, but I'll get the burger because they're getting the burger. Um, my manager is really good at like peer pressuring me to like party. So um, <laughs> That's been a thing, you know, we'll just stay out way too late because we just get each other riled up. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I'm pretty easily swayed. <laughs> Burgers and partying with the manager. That's yeah. Enough. Yeah. All the, all the healthy things. Um, so finish this sentence to your own accord. Virginia is. For lovers. <laughs> I think that's the state motto, so I like it. I actually have I've always loved that motto, so let's go with that. Okay, I'm gonna bring this back around. So instead of Virginia is for lovers, and I wrote this, Virginia is for glovers. There we go. <laughs> that's how that's how you tie a podcast together, you know. Yeah, and I know <laughs> that my producer is shaking her head right now. I mean, like, <laughs> Uh, that reminds me of a joke that I had with a friend the other day where, you know, we were talking about Spinal Tap, like Smell the Glove, how they have a record called that. You know, it's a joke. It's the big parody rock band from like yeah, the late 80s. Why is, well, why doesn't uh, G-Love and the Special Sauce make a record called Smell the Glove, but they put a period and Smell the G-Love. Don't think too hard about it. It's not that good, but <laughs> in the moment it was. We need to tweet G love and be like, Hey man, smell the glove, dude. <laughs> I love G love. Yeah. Oh, man. That reminds me of high school. I know. Smell the glove. Oh, that's so terribly bad, but also yeah. hilarious. That, smell the Glover. I don't know. <laughs> that too. And the, and the album cover is just like famous Glover. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> With hearts in their eyes. <laughs> Now we've done it. We've solved the world's problems. <laughs> now we've lost all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Call in if you have ideas about that. <laughs> um, 
what do you dwell on when you get lost in your mind? Oh, probably song ideas, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife's always like, what are you thinking about? You know, and I'll, I'll be like sitting there like, like tapping out a drum beat or, or even making up words. And usually I'm trying to figure out like, we'll, we'll have songs that we're working on for a long time. And there's like some problem that's not making them feel good. And then like, I'll just spend the rest of the week trying to crack that code. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you just got to move on, you know? That's fascinating. I'm always fascinated by this songwriting process, like how it comes. I'm a writer first and foremost. And um, when people ask or I teach, they say like, where does it come from? And I'm like, it could come from literally anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that reminds me, do you, do you start with like lyric, like something in your head? Do you start with a beat? Do you start with, um like how do you what's the norm if there is yeah usually john has some ideas you know and they're kind of like they're kind of like disparate ideas they don't maybe they don't connect in some way um and then we try to figure out how to push them together to form multiple parts you know i think songwriting is kind of like putting together a puzzle where you see the pieces and they're there they're like you know you have all the pieces, um, but putting them together in the right format and the right way to, to elicit the emotion that you want to create is the hardest part, I feel like. Um, but that's kind of where I come in. You know, I'm, I'm less of the spark, the original creator and more of like the editor. Um, I feel like our band is really good at uh, kind of taking those initial sparks that John or Charity or Maddie will create and then fleshing them out and putting them together as a, as a unit, you know? So, um, that's kind of why they're always in my head. They're always kind of getting turned around and, um, I can kind of visualize in my head where I, I see the, the, the thing in like a visual way. And then I can kind of rearrange without having to hear it. Like in, in reality, I can hear it in my head. Um, and so that helps me kind of, uh, yeah, when we all get together, or when we all get on a zoom and write together, uh, it kind of helps to, to already know where the pieces should go, you know? Yeah. Do you ever get stuck like humming like a few bars and then oh, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. I gotta get this done and out of my brain. Usually it's when I'm stuck that like, it just repeats in my head over and over again until I like, it's, it's like that little thing that just kind of keeps nagging, like pulling your attention away from the present. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that thing until you crack that code, it's just like bothering you. <laughs> so yeah, okay. it's, it's, a weird, another, it's a weird sensation. Another in my earpiece. Um, yes. have you ever been to I don't even know how to say this? Quad de Alain? A uh, Coeur Yeah. There oh yeah. Go. Um, yeah, actually we uh that was our first kind of tour stop. Um it's in Idaho. It's uh, right near Sandpoint, Idaho. And I actually, you kind of, when you're moving out to Seattle or when you're driving out to Seattle on 90, you go kind of right around Coeur d'Alene. So mm-hmm. I just remember I was driving with John and I'm like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. This beautiful city with a big lake in the center and evergreens, mountains around it. It's really pretty, really beautiful spot. They have one of the best hamburgers called Hudson's. Bringing it all back. Yes, up, yes. Exactly. And 
Yeah, one of the one of the first places we played was Sandpoint, Idaho, actually with the Lumineers opening for us. Um, Incredible. And Nate Albert, who's this A&R guy for Republic Records, now he's at Warner, where we where our label home now. He actually flew out to Sandpoint, Idaho and saw us. And uh, I remember we named uh, the song Coeur d'Alene. It's the second song on the first record mm-hmm. because the town meant so much to us in that like early uh, beginning stages, you know? Oh, that's incredible. That's one of those things I never knew how to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's French, man. It's, it's French. I know. And I'm a dumb American. It's, <laughs> it's, um, so you're in Nashville right now and have to ask this question because it's funny. Um, how do you feel about bachelorette parties in Nashville? There's no escaping it. You know, it doesn't matter how I feel. They're going to happen regardless of how I feel. On those bike bars? Yeah. You know, I think... COVID couldn't stop it. I think that's another, like, bit of local... That's, like, the localism of Nashville to hate on that. Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get above the fray. You know, I don't, have, I don't have opinions on it. They are... They're there. They exist. Who am I to judge? Very zen of you. Yes. Um, have you have you run into Jack White at all? Uh, not Jack White. Um, I ran into his bass player from the Rack on Tours, Jack Lawrence. Maybe oh, yeah. that was a long time ago. So, um, I don't think I've run into anyone really. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. There have been a couple run-ins, like Rustin Kelly, um, Eric Slick from Doctor Dogs, a good bud. He lives like two miles from me. Um, but yeah, no Jack white, even though third man is one of my favorite haunts. I love that his store there. So yeah. Oh goodness. Still on uh, my list. Jack white in Nashville, still there, not checked off yet. Jack white call in. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. We don't <laughs> have, this is not live. So that's the joke. That's the dumb joke. One uh, day, it'll be. one day you're going to have this. It's going to be a big show, big production and Jack white will be watching and then you can get him to dial in. Yeah, it's going to be on uh, HBO Max. I was going to say the CW, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> the CW would be great. It's a compliment. It's like, it's like <laughs> all teen shows. Like, uh, like what's the, I can't even think of the show. It's like Roswell. Uh, one, one Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah, Roswell. Uh, yeah, Chad what, Michaels. What was the Superman show? They had a Superman show. Uh, smallville smallville yeah yeah and then bothering the band it fits fits together well it's it's on cw and nickelodeon perfect Uh, nick jr it's on nick jr even better Uh, (laughs) so we always allow for this um i like i said i'll follow up with comfort colors but uh is there anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about and this could be anything could be music causes you know whatever yeah, I mean, not really, because I've just I've been kind of like trying to become more middle ground. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of maybe this is my cause. You know, maybe I am by not having a cause that is my cause. Um, I'll join that cause. Yeah, I think it's I think it's good. Like, I think we we all kind of can get a little extreme in our beliefs and uh, our ways of thinking. And at the end of the day, I just kind of have to keep reminding myself that like what I believe isn't necessarily reality, you know? So like, that's a really good point of view, to be honest with you. That's a, that's a super philosophy in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps, you know, I think like, uh, 
you can kind of get these expectations built up about the world that you live in or about what you want to be doing or whatever. But it's like, those are at the end of the day, those are just thoughts in my own head. So like, do they really, I don't know. You kind of got to just like, let it all go, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a great way to kind of wrap this up. Uh, dude, I can't thank you enough for being here. Tyler from Head in the Heart, everyone. Just if you if you don't know them, you need to be hitting the head with a hammer. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate it. It was good fun. Good times. Yeah. Everyone go listen to their band. Follow uh, Bothering the Band on all the social channels. And that's it, man. Thank Do you. It. Do it. Yeah. I just came here to say Hudson's hamburgers are the best. See? Abby knows. Put your dreams away for now I won't see you for some time I am lost in my mind I get lost in my mind Mama once told me You're already home when you feel love I am lost in my mind I get lost in my mind Stop!